Welcome to Speak of the Devil. My name is Reverend Campbell, and I apologize for the delay. It could not be helped. It is what it is. Hopefully, uh, my guest will join me as soon as possible. But until then, while you guys are just chilling in the chat, I just want to say thank you. Thank you guys so much for uh, wading through all of this. And, you know, these if it's a live stream, there's inevitably going to be issues. I do appreciate your patience. And if I'm being honest, your humor, the chat's fucking awesome. I mean, come on. <clears throat> because it's been going so long, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to everyone uh, calling you out here, but thank you, Lucas, for joining. Robert, it's always great to see you. Clara, how you doing, hon? Uh, JD Sword, good to see you, man. You got some tangential work of your own in this stuff. Uh, Vasiri, how are you? Always good to see you. Uh, Dr. Cindy, how are you? Thank you for joining. Kim, what's up? Uh, Mike, Mike, good to see you. Thanks for tuning in, bud. Valeria, always good to see you, my dear. Um, Lex, Lucifer. Thanks for joining, man. Uh, let's see who else we got here. All right, I think of them. Daniel, good to see you. Thanks for joining, man. And yeah, surprisingly enough, I get um, I get commentary from non-Satanists about these shows. So a lot of people who don't know what Satanism is and just stumble across a particular uh, episode that I've put out through the years, you know, and they find whatever reason, you know, inside of them to reach out to me and let me know that they're either liked it or didn't like it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that they're a Satanist or they're not. Funeral Pyre, good to see you, man. Julian, what's up? All right, Stephanie, good to see you. Um, I think that's everyone. Dog, always great to see you, my dear. Behemoth, how you doing? Julian. Justin and Wes, good to see you. I heard you were doing a little banjo a picking a minute ago. Good to see you, Zachary. What's up? Okay. <clears throat> I really hope my guest host joins me. Um, but again, this is out of our control. This is an internet outage issue. We're actually going to be talking about satanic conspiracies today. And because there's so many different satanic conspiracies, we're not really going to get into the nitty gritty of each and every one. What we're going to do is talk about a broader spectrum of why satanic conspiracies seem to exist, where they came from, um, and what we as Satanists can do about it. And we'll have a little bit of fun along the way, I'm hoping. Uh, please, during the course of this, put your comments in the chat. I'm going to be doing my best to referring to the chat to uh, share some of your ideas as I see them. And uh, hopefully we can have a lively conversation about satanic conspiracies. So let me tell you where this started. Um, my guest had reached out mentioning that it would be interesting to have a conversation about QAnon because they didn't see any other Satanists who had mentioned, uh, you know, in a, a discussion format about this newest conspiracy group. And I had... Back when I was on Facebook, I had made, when I first heard about it, I made a post about how absurd this QAnon thing is. And virtually everyone who mentioned it or replied to the comment um, had said they'd never even heard of it. And now you can't get away from it. It is literally everywhere in every bit of media. And now media traditionally is reporting on this conspiracy theory. And to be honest, this is just the newest version of a series of different conspiracies that have come out, they just happen to latch on to some of the satanic, pedophile, and ritual abuse theories as well. And so QAnon goes far beyond just the satanic conspiracy aspect, but because it is a part of it, we're going to discuss them a little bit. If you happen to believe in a satanic conspiracy um, about a pedophile ring that is worldwide, uh, as someone who regularly communes with Satan, sorry, it's not true. We have far too much fun with legal-aged adults that are willingly consenting to our satanic orgies. So, let's just stop the nonsense, huh? But let's talk about first framing the conversation, right? What is a conspiracy? And Webster's Dictionary says it is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. Okay. All right. So why are Satanists drawn into it so much? Now, I can understand if it was pre-1966, when people didn't have 
a structured understanding of what Satanism as a religion was. It was a throwaway line. But I think what we as Satanists typically do, and certainly what I've witnessed, is that we're really solipsistic about the understanding of Satanism, about the definition of what Satanism is post-1966. We come at traditionally from a place of, hey, whoa, whoa, we have codified what this means. This is an actual religion. It has been so for over 50 years. Why doesn't everyone fucking understand it? You could just Google it if you want to and learn the truth. People are lazy. They don't care. And it doesn't fit their narrative. So if we're going to operate in the real world, we have to operate within the confines understanding that people don't read they just look at headlines people don't research they just take someone's word for it and people don't really care they just like to shit on other people and if that's a new idea to you well let me be the first to say welcome to the internet <laughs> that's kind of what it is all right so that being said I ran across a bunch of different articles while doing some research on this, and I'm going to be referencing a lot of other people's words, especially when I'm commenting on the history of where satanic conspiracies and pedophile satanic ritual conspiracies come from. So uh, I'm going to be posting show notes tomorrow with a bunch of links. But, uh, you know, like there's a great article, Why the Right-Wing Conspiracies Are So Obsessed with Pedophilia from Mother Jones. Um, there's actually a Vox article that is not terrible, believe it or not, about the history of satanic ritual abuse, uh, the supposed satanic ritual abuse. New York Times has an article. Um, there's some opendemocracy.net con commentary about it. Uh, I'm going to be just pulling out a whole bunch of different synthesized notes throughout history in order to deliver this narrative and um i'm constantly looking over to see if my guest is up and they're not damn it okay so that being said let me just kind of do a little bit of a background because i think it's important to understand where the idea of like pedophilia rings like satanic abuse circles there is historical reference to it. It really hit a fever pitch in the United States, specifically in the 60s and 70s. And then it just sort of took off like a wild bush fire in California in the 80s. And it hasn't actually stopped. So one of my talking points um, that we had brought together was this idea of, are we going to go into another satanic panic because of all this nonsense? And the truth is, it's never ended. It hasn't ended from the beginning of Christendom, literally. <laughs> and that's because the use of the word Satanist or Satanic X or Y is just another way of saying the bad guys for Christians. That's really it. And so I, I don't personally take it to heart or I don't take it personally when someone says, oh, there's a Satanic ritual uh you know abuse circle because one i know more often than not it's going to be falsified not true never happened and two they're not actually talking about satanists they're talking about devil worshipers or they're talking about whatever version of anti their own identity that they're trying to ascribe uh horrendous acts to all right it's their opposite it is not us as satanists now Ultimately, I'm going to be talking about how hopefully we can correct the misinformation, steer the conversation in a better way um, so that we don't get dragged in to all this nonsense. But by and large, I think the media is doing a pretty good job about debunking this stuff as it is, certainly from the 80s into the 90s and certainly till today. Okay, so... A lot of people uh, really look back to the anti-rape campaign of the 1970s. Um, Philip Jerkins is writing this from Moral Panic. Uh, how it had formulated the concept and vocabulary that would become integral to the child protection ideology. In particular, the refusal to disbelieve victims. Right? And so in the context of 
um, an anti-rape campaign, I think it's important not to disbelieve the victims. But when you've had decades upon decades, over 50 years of modern culture espousing satanic ritual abuse and it's being repeatedly debunked and proven a complete lie and, and falsehood, why would anyone believe it anymore? It, it really doesn't make any logical sense. But again, logic has nothing to do with it. Hundreds, maybe thousands of otherwise normal, relatively well-adjusted Americans truly believed that a massive ring of occult pedophilists was operating right under everyone's noses. Now, in earlier uh, sort of satanic panic era, it was the McMartin preschool scandal of the 80s, and that was a sort of analog version of the more recent Pizzagate and then QAnon. Uh, and it was part of this lured and misbegotten moral panic about subterranean child abuse. Uh, quote, hurting children is one of the worst things you can say someone is doing. It's an easy way to demonize your enemy. Um, as Catherine Olmsted, a professor of history and University of California Davis, who has studied conspiracy theories, says. See, at the time in the 70s, uh, the patriarchal family was under siege as conservatives saw it. Daycare centers had become the physical representation of social forces bedeviling them. You had the Reagan-driven conservative resurgence in the 80s, and daycare was seen as at least suspicious, if not an actively maligned force of feminism. So when they're targeting these daycare centers as these ritual centers of abuse, it wasn't because they wanted to stop Satanists, it's because they wanted to stop childcare because they saw it as a form of ending the nuclear family. The woman's role is at home taking care of children, the father's role is to get out there and work and bring home the bread. That is the family unit that they saw and believed in, and anything that challenged that, feminism in general, and the idea of putting your kids somewhere else to be watched while you went to work, that was vile and evil. Satanic. So, they used it in that way. The patriarchal family was under siege as conservatives saw it. Daycare centers had become the physical representation of social forces bedeviling them. As far back in the 1960s, conservatives were warning darkly that childcare was a communist plot to destroy the traditional family, as sociologist Jill Quadagno writes in The Color of Welfare. That sounds familiar, does it? Um, a communist plot to destroy a traditional family. Now, we've seen this recently with LGBTQ rights, um, gays' right to marriage. Uh, we've seen it with um, the bathroom issues of <laughs> the late 90s, which is ridiculous. This, it, this panic that uh, your worldview is ending because other people are getting rights. Because your worldview is to suppress other people as Christians. That's, that's Christendom 101. It's to step on others so that you can feel mighty. Um, in 1971, President Richard Nixon vetoed the Comprehensive Child Development Act, which would have established a national daycare system. In his veto message, Nixon used the red-baiting language urged upon him by his special assistant, Pat Buchanan, saying the program would have committed, quote, the vast moral authority of the national government to the side of communal approaches to child-rearing against the family-centered approach. The repressed memory movement of that era had created a therapeutic sense consensus surrounding kids' claims of molestation, uh, quote, be willing to believe the unbelievable, as the self-help book, The Courage to Heal, put it. Believe the survivor, no one fantasizes abuse. Well, in, uh, in the McMartin accusations, that is exactly what it turned out to be, is the children were fantasizing about illogical things and being pressured by the investigators. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit more in just a second here. Uh, the anti-cult movement in the late 70s had raised the specter of satanic cabals engaging in human sacrifice and other sinister behavior. Uh, so social turmoil can overwhelm critical thinking. It makes us get beyond what is logically possible. 
We go into a state of hysteria and we let that overwhelm ourselves. Does that not sound like what we're doing right now with QAnon? We have a lot of things just hitting us at once. We've got a recession that just pounded us to the ground. We've got COVID-19, which stopped most of the world mid-step. You've got people struggling to find food. You've got people fighting for firearms. You've got people trying to steal as much toilet paper as fucking possible just so they can wipe their asses. People are being thrown out of their homes because they were told by the government not to work and then the government doesn't do anything for them. This is ripe air to start believing in conspiracies and insane things that you would never normally logically believe. But if you're not working and you're just sitting on your computer and you're diving into the internet, and the internet is being swelled up with these crazy conspiracy theories, you can see how they could spread. It makes logical sense to me, though the conspiracies don't. <laughs> how they're spread absolutely does. And then it's compounded by some more troubling issues. Troubling issues that have historical precedent. Instances of wealthy, powerful, abusing children and other people covering it up. Jeffrey Epstein, the Catholic Church, for decades upon decades upon decades. So there is child abuse happening, just not satanic child abuse. And so if you're naturally conspiratorial, if you have a Christian bent to you, and you know that there are wealthy elite abusing children and getting away from it, and yes, I'm including the Catholic Church as the wealthy elite, and you're witnessing it happening, and you're watching them not have any actual uh, justice to these crimes, if you think you're good, then the other's gotta be bad, right? Satanic, evil. And so you continue with the lies and you continue with the bullshit. In this way, pedophile conspiracies act as a sort of propaganda of the counter-revolution, a funhouse reflection of the real threats to the social order. This is what connects QAnon and Pizzagate to McMartin, to the witch hunts of the Middle Ages, to the dawn of major religions. The demons may take different forms, but the conspiracy is basically the same. Our house is under attack. Our lives are going to change. We have to find a way to blame that change or find a way to stop it if we can. So before I get into some of the satanic theories, uh, conspiracies, uh, let's talk a little bit about why we should give a fuck. Why should Satanists care? If this is really not about us covering anything up, which it isn't, and if this is really just people who don't even know what Satanism is, they're just using a reactionary bad guy, which is built into their religion, in order to demonize things that, in some cases, Epstein and the Catholic Church are real, and in every other case, is not real. Because there has never been a satanic pedophile ring or satanic ritual abuse cover-ups. Why should we care? think we should care simply because they're using our fucking name so, so if the entire online and offline media is hearing satanic abuse equals pedophile abuse equals ritual abuse and then we come out and say mom i'm a satanist now i just read the satanic bible and i'm a satanist you have to be able to understand that mom might freak the fuck out a little bit right <laughs> not because it's justified, but because that's, that's all she knows. Her vernacular of Satanism is a complete lie. And so you should educate them. That's why we should care, because we can take an active stance in this. We don't have to just let it fly. And I have to say, we have been for a very long time, specifically the organization. I shouldn't say we, because I was not a part of it. But the organization did a really wonderful job during the Satanic uh, satanic panic era and also just looking at this perfect storm right the threat 
that Christians see as this perfect storm in the 60s. First, you have the feminist movement, and then you're getting all these cult movements, and then the church of Satan boldly declares its presence, and Satanism becomes an actual reality, not just the scary thing in the woods that you were told about. You're getting horror films with possessions and baby-stealing devils and rapes and abuses on the silver screen. Books are coming out convincing you of total fabrications and lies told as if it were fact. And there was no internet then to debunk it, to do research and find out for yourself if it was true or not. So if it says it's a true story, you just sort of believe it's a true story. I thought the Amityville Horror book was true when I first read it because it said it was a true story. <laughs> then I looked into it a little bit. Point being, if you are just a natural, terrified sheep, this is a perfect storm of every direction attacking your worldview. Why would you not jump on that conspiracy bandwagon? So I get why those people think the way they do. They're just not rational. They're controlled by fear. But I don't want to be pulled into it. I don't think it can be proven in any better way than the Ninth Satanic Statement. Right? Satan's the best friend the church has ever had. Uh, he's what's kept it in business all these years. This idea of this anthropomorphic entity of the devil is what's driving all of this, all of their fear and terror. And if it wasn't the devil, it would be a geopolitical global politician Ponzi scheme of some sort, which you see QAnon shifting it into. Less Satan, more powerful elite controlling the world. It's all bullshit. Sure, there's little dashes of truth. That's what makes you eat it up. Uh, and then we have a handful of asshats. Really, the lowest of the low. These little green-eyed hamsters that see there's a successful message of individualism and empowerment out there. And it's sort of draped in this dark and evil iconography that's really attractive to people. And so they steal it in order to further their own socio-political ends. They're, at their core, either lying or stupid. Because either they really believe that they can redefine something that's already been defined and people won't question it, and then act in stark opposition to the original definition of that thing, Satanism. I'm talking about TST. Or they're just fucking stupid, and they don't understand that you can't just steal someone else's iconography and titles and do something entirely differently. So they're already out of their minds, but then they take it a step further. It, they say that there's a satanic abortion ritual. So let's just let's just talk about this for one quick second because I don't deserve it. I don't believe it deserves much more than that. Um, but I do believe it needs it needs to be addressed a little bit because if you're actually in a group that wants political freedom, why would you then connect it? to a conspiracy theory of global, satanic, ritual, abortion, abuse circles. That doesn't make any sense. And then expect it to be understood in any way. So you have to think that instead of it being an honest attempt at reforming abortion laws, it's actually just a bunch of fucking idiots feeding in to their original Christian ideology. Because ultimately... If you're using the devil's name and you're not a Satanist, you're probably a devil worshiper if you're anti-Christian. Not a Satanist. 
kind of one or the other, right? So this political activist stunt group is punching themselves in the face. And we're the ones getting any potential flack because we're the actual Satanists following the religion of Satanism. Knowing that there is no satanic abortion right, that's wholly made up by con men. By fucking liars. By idiots. Okay. So, my point of that, to throw that in there, was that there are people who are pretending to be satanic who are actually hurting Satanists because of their actions. Not Satanists as in the organization, the Church of Satan, and not Satanists as in actual Satanists, but the perception of what Satanism actually means to the public. So in the same way that you have conspiracy theorists working against it, you have asshats claiming to be Satanists working against it. All right, so we're getting it from both ends here. Um, let's talk a little bit about some of the con satanic conspiracies, right? Just, just a few of them. Uh, actually, you know what? Before I get into conspiracy theories, I want to I move to the chat here because I want to see what you guys are saying. Um, LeVay once wrote that as soon as people start using the term Satanism in a way that's different from the actual definition, we will have unique opportunity to act up ourselves. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah, I have a little bit of a problem with that concept. Um, I remember my own discovering Satanism and had to explain to your parents what it's all about. Yeah, everyone did. Absolutely everyone. If you decided to inform them, you absolutely had to. Uh, when Walker, Texas Ranger does an episode about the satanic ritual abuse, you know you've got a problem on your hands. <laughs> uh, uh, I've got an aside about Walker, Texas Ranger, but I'll, I'll save that for a nine cents or something. Um, let's see. You have the pace and elaboration of this particular episode so much. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I think you're right, Lucas. They are ignorant. Let's see. Yeah, if Assyria is right, they're making it much more difficult to distinguish what Satanism actually is. Um, why should we bow down to Christians? Robert asks. What are you scared of? And he replies, uh, let you get your wheel, you let you get your whiteboard. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> nice. It makes you wonder about the nuances between discrediting a claim and educating the misguided. Well, that's a very good point, Zachary, and I'm going to get to that here in a little bit. Um, let's talk about some of these conspiracy theories. All right, so I was surprised that it goes far back. Um, the idea of it goes far back and has been actually like noted in history before the 60s. Okay, you know what? We might have another satanic conspiracy this internet outage <laughs> with my guest. <laughs> I think uh, I think it might be uh, QAnon stopping this from happening. <laughs> okay, so uh, British historian Norman Cohn, in his book Europe's Inner Demons, finds elements of pedophile conspiracies throughout history. In the first century BC, members of the Catiline Conspiracy, an aristocratic plot to overthrow the Roman Republic, supposedly swore an oath over the entrails of a boy and then ate them. Uh, there's the uh, conspiracies about uh, Jews consuming children, um, and they've long been associated with the devil. Uh, in the witch hunts of the 15th and 17th centuries, tens of thousands of people were tortured and killed over allegations that they'd performed ritual child murder, among other heinous acts. And again, I think it always comes back to this idea of defiling children because it is such a sacred thing, human children. That's why we as Satanists never harm children uh, young children or animals. It's because we see them as sort of the the perfect magical being, the starting point of what we hope to be a truly satanic and empowered individual. Why would you harm that? It doesn't make sense. Um, but again, ignorance. People don't know that. 
because they don't read, because they don't research. Uh, there's been a number of discredited books that came out that fueled not only satanic panic, but also this idea of um, an overarching global satanic pedophile ring or, or ritual abuse ring, uh, abortion rings. Uh, you know what? I didn't even talk about the abortion thing yet. Oh, that's coming up. Okay. So, uh, let's see. In 1972, there was Satan Seller, which is totally made up uh, about this guy uh, becoming a high priest in Satanism. And uh, meanwhile, like just a few scant years before, the Church of Satan was founded. And so I think it's very funny that you would have someone else come up and be a high priest uh, and then commit a bunch of uh, satanic orgies and abortions and uh, child molestations. Again, it came out after a little bit of digging. The guy was full of shit and it was all a lie. In 1980, the since discredited memoir called Michelle Remembers came out. Again, about satanic orgies and abortion rights and uh, using children as uh, um, uh, baby factories. All lies, all bullshit came out. It was all made up. All the power of suggestion um, on uh, investigators and psychiatrists' parts. And then there was copycat memoirs like 1988's Satan's Underground that came out. So you just had this swell, this influx. The Church of Satan defined Satanism, and then people just started jumping on the bandwagon. No more was this idea of a satanic organization just a fantasy that their religion made up in order to keep you in line. Now they could actually point to someone and say, no, no, no that's the satanic abuser. That's the bad guy. And they did. Oh, they did. So I'm not going to get in the satanic panic because that's been covered so much by everyone. You should already know it by now. But there are some key points like those books that started it and kept the fuel going. And then those McMartin accusations. So again, that case lasted seven years and resulted in zero convictions and all charges were dropped in the 1990. That was the um, child daycare abuse scandal. It was, uh, okay, so it was the part of the daycare sex abuse hysteria, a moral panic over alleged satanic ritual abuse in the 1980s and early 90s. Several hundred children were then interviewed by Children's Institute International, a Los Angeles-based abuse therapy clinic run by Key McFarlane. The interview techniques used during investigations of the allegations were highly suggestive and invited children to pretend or speculate about supposed events. By spring of 84, it was claimed that 360 children had been abused. Some of the accusers were described as bizarre, overlapping with accusations that mirrored emerging satanic ritual abuse panic. It was alleged that in addition to having been sexually abused, they saw witches fly, travel in hot air balloons, and were taken through tunnels. When shown a series of photographs by Danny Davis, the McMartin's lawyer, one child identified actor Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Ranger, as one of the abusers. <laughs> so, <laughs> it just, it takes a long time for those accusations to be discredited and you realize that the children did actually make it up because no one wants to believe that children are going to make up abuse. But you sit them under a hot light and you start drilling them with questions and when they tell you the truth and you're not happy with the truth and you keep asking questions, then they're going to tell you what you want to hear so that they can go home and watch cartoons. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, adults recounted uh, who were children abused that that's exactly what happened. And then... In 2016, something magical happened. Three decades after the McMartin trial, WikiLeaks, in cahoots with Russian hackers, published the private emails of top Hillary Clinton advisor John Podesta. In one, Podesta is invited to a fundraiser at Comet Ping Pong. Amateur internet sleuths blew it up into a conspiracy theory about a child sex ring. The pedophiles communicated in code. 
Hot dog meant young boy. Cheese meant little girl. Sauce meant orgy. The theory was easily debunked. Eventually, it was abandoned by the high-profile internet figures who'd initially given it oxygen, but not before Pizzagate, as it was immediately dubbed, had spilled over into reality. And in December 2016, a 28-year-old man named Edgar Matheson Welsh drove from North Carolina to Washington, D.C., fired an assault rifle inside Comet in a bid to rescue the children he thought were locked away there. No one was hurt, and Welsh was sentenced to four years in prison. Pizzagate started a whole new insane trend that has been riding the wave of the Trump presidency. And I specifically call that out because this particular president believes in conspiracies himself and actively encourages them and posits them with no proof of where they came from, just that people are talking about them. And so anyone who wants to jump on that conspiracy bandwagon will jump on the Trump bandwagon and exponentially ramp it up to 11. And they did, and they are. The Federal Bureau of Investigation has recently warned that QAnon poses a potential domestic terror threat. One QAnon follower accused of murdering a mafia boss in New York last year, and another was arrested in April, accused of threatening to kill Joseph R. Biden, Jr., the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. Um, the QAnon conspiracy picked up where Pizzagate left off, alleging that the liberal elite's pedophile ring extends way beyond one restaurant and that it's only a matter of time before Trump arrests Podesta, Clinton, and other Democratic power brokers for their crimes. All of this was fueled by an anonymous internet poster dubbed Q, who claimed to be a government insider. View points out that the concern about elites preying on children isn't baseless either. The core elements of the systemic elite child abuse theories, they aren't crazy. They're instances of wealthy, powerful, abusing children and other people covering it up. We already mentioned Jeffrey Epstein, the Catholic Church, and who knows who else. QAnon is the umbrella term for a sprawling set of internet conspiracy theories that allege falsely that the world is run by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles who are plotting against Mr. Trump while operating a global sex, a global child sex traffic ring. Say that five times fast. Um, ridiculous. <laughs> but they're there. So many people believe it nowadays. Of course, that's not all. Many also believe that in addition to molesting children, members of this group kill and eat their victims in order to extract a life-extending chemical from their blood. And it goes even more insane. But like I said, QAnon, QAnon has latched on to a lot of conspiracies, not just the satanic pedophile conspiracies that um, is the topic of this show, but you know specifically satanic uh, accusation. Uh, so I'm not going to cover all of those, just to know that if we want to talk about Satanists getting a bad rap, the Q ain't helping. But they're not all. Right now, there's a lot of anti-abortion activists that are out there. In particular, CBR UK. And this is um, from uh, London and an anti-abortion convention that was held there recently. A former lobbyist um, focused his speech on blood sacrifices and this is at an actual anti-abortion convention. So you have all sorts of nut jobs there uh, that just don't believe that any woman should ever have any right to her body. Because let's stop playing games. That's what anti-abortion means. Okay, so um, they believe uh, his speech focused on blood sacrifices and abortion and homosexuality as part of the satanic revolution. And let me just say, if you mean a grown adult's right to have an abortion or to accept that they are homosexual. Yeah, Satanists do. They do welcome that idea. It's called <laughs> independent freedoms, being who you actually are and not hiding it because of a bunch of uh, insane Christian nut jobs like you are trying to kill them for just being who they actually are. Um or wanting to exercise a little personal freedoms on their body. Yes, you read that correctly, they say. His exact words were, homosexual agenda is one front of the satanic revolution. Other fronts include abortion, as well as supposed pushes to legalize cannibalism and pedophilia, 
Abortions are ritual child sacrifices, he continued, claiming that Satanists conduct ritual abortions in unnamed, of course, high-profile facilities in the U.S., including women who sway while chanting our bodies ourselves. And who do you think is feeding in to that lie? TST. You fucking idiots. You're the problem. You fucking idiots. I can't say that enough. Wilfred Wong says sexual and reproductive rights progress is actually the result of satanic machinations. No, it's about freedom of your own body. That's it. Idiots. But it wasn't original. This is a well-worn conspiracy theory that claims Satanists, including those in powerful political positions, ritually abuse adults and children to increase the devil's power and impose an anti-Christian agenda on society. Wong said UK abortion rates are linked to high-profile Satanists who aim to undermine and transform society. He accused former Prime Minister Edward Heath of being involved in the ritual satanic abuse and prompted heckling and boos from his apparent pro-Brexit audience after referencing Heath's role in bringing the UK into the EU in the first place. Jimmy Seville was also a Satanist, he added, but that was covered up by the high-profile Satanist media editors. Um, I'd, like, I'd like to meet some of these high-profile Satanist media editors because they could completely uh you know fix a whole lot of this bullshit <laughs> just by correcting it uh okay so this all comes back down to the fact that this is not something that happened in the 60s this is not something that spread like wildfire in the 80s and this is not something that died with pizzagate or will die with QAnon. this is an ongoing christian attempt at stopping change in the world. That is literally what it comes down to. Their fear about anyone having individual rights that may conflict with their archaic Iron Age or Stone Age worldview is what fuels all of these satanic pedophile rings. They're all lies. They're all made up. And yes, children are abused. And yes, Pedophiles are out there, but they are not Satanists, and they are not run by satanic groups. They're run by the Catholic fucking church, by the priests in the Catholic church, and they're run by people like Jeffrey Epstein. And a lot of people who you don't like to think went to his island, who actually did go to his island. It's kind of messed up. So is a satanic panic coming? No, because it's never stopped. It's ongoing. It will always be here. As long as Christians are here, there will be a satanic panic here. It is inevitable. It is a part of the natural order of the Christian. That's really what it comes down to. Um, and I have to say, because I do have a little bit of perspective, if I put myself in that horrendous worldview of the Christian, then, yeah, your worldview is under assault. It's, it's called evolution. It's called progress. And your worldview is not progress. It is stagnation. Holding on to a worldview that doesn't exist and hasn't arguably ever. So you have to either evolve with the times or continue to be filled with terror. It's kind of your choice. So I understand why they think that way. I do. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. Um, but there's something that we can do individually. Um, before I get into any of that, um, we're winding down. I want to get through some of your guys' uh, comments here. What are you guys saying? What do you think? Uh, some idiots in Iowa believe there's a connection to the coronavirus and Satanism. How stupid. <laughs> People, man, they will believe anything. At first, you don't say you're a Satanist. When you make friends, you prove that I'm all right person until you've convinced them and then tell them that you're a Satanist. See, Kyle, you're, you're ahead of me on this. This is what we're going to get into in just a second. 
uh, Wes Craven changed Freddy Krueger to a child killer due to the trials. Yeah. It hits a chord, and, and that's why we are so sensitive about it, too. We don't want children hurt either. That's absurd. Of course not. Um, the idea of it is offensive. So if it was some other benign conspiracy like Satanists just l make love to jelly-filled donuts, I wouldn't care about the theory. I've never made love to a jelly-filled donut, but it's not as bad as terrorizing children, you know? So let them believe nonsense. In this particular case, I actually don't want children hurt. And so it does bother me. <laughs> there is problem with it. Um, you've seen that people don't observe the COS as Satanism anymore than those same people called Luciferians and TST as Satanists. I have a problem with that because that means that actual Satanists aren't speaking up. That if if that is um, the worldview for some people who are in the realm of left-hand path ideologies, they're not being corrected. And then I have no one to blame but other Satanists. We have to recognize that no one is going to do research on their own. If you come up with a wild cockamamie story or this idea of comparing three things that are completely separate unto themselves and one is saying that they're Satanists and the other is not saying anything, well, then what do you expect people to believe? I'm not saying there should be any global push. The organization, the Church of Satan, is dealing with that in responsible ways in appropriate places now. But I do think it is incumbent upon the individual Satanist if they're okay with being out or if they want to correct people without outing themselves. That is a, definitely a way to do it. And if there's people who believe otherwise, you can correct it. Um, so we can change that idea. You believe that people will attach Satanism to things that they don't understand and will fear because of their own insecurities as well as how predominant Christianity is in Western culture. Yeah, especially in America, um, the the Christian movement that really took hold in the 70s, um, they went insane really quick and didn't look back, just full speed ahead. And uh, it's, it's a reality that we have to deal with. And it sucks, but it's true. And again, we have to live in that environment. We can't pretend it's not there. Um, let's see. The Walker, oh, I don't want to get in the Walker, Texas Ranger. You remember back in the 60s and 70s, Charles Manson was doing his killing, spreading to people and blaming the COS for it. Um, that was another thing, is that he was being ascribed as a Satanist. He, he was doing satanic things. Again, that cult movement that was happening back then um, fed into this hysteria in a large part. And again, Mike Carter, you're right. The exorcist basically said that the devil was coming after you and your kids and the Catholic Church were the good guys. You're absolutely right about both of your points in that little statement. Even though it's totally made up in fiction, people see it on the screen and they take it to heart. That's I, you know, the suspension of disbelief in films and in novels. That's what's so powerful about the human imagination. I can watch a scary movie and leave the theater and bring that terror that I experienced home with me, and in some cases, feel it for a long time after I've been removed from the theater. That's how our minds work, and that's why conspiracies like this are so easy to continue and spread. When you were at school, you were offended when someone made a video about Satanism as an abortion gimmick. Yeah, that's, that's another part of the problem. And... I, I got to be honest because I don't mind self-deprecating humor and I don't take myself too seriously. Um, and I don't think the religion of Satanism is beyond being made fun of. There's a lot of appropriate places and in a lot of appropriate ways that you can mock the religion of Satanism. I think everything, every topic, every subject, every organization is on the table when it comes to jokery, <laughs> you know, just, to, just having fun everyone but there's a line when the joke you're making is actively being seen as not a joke 
by a lot of the world's population, then you're feeding into the mass hysteria rather than mocking the hysteria. Uh, so you just can't do that. Let's see. What is Aaron name? Yeah, I'm not seeing her in. Dang it. Okay, let's see here. Uh, throughout your school career, you always tried to preemptively stop either students from slandering Satanism by beating them to the punch and were writing about it for class assignments, projects, and papers. Yeah, that's another good... I mean, just basic education is important. I did a... a in my speech class in college back in the day, uh, I did a presentation about Satanism as well. It's just a good way of, of getting up in front of people clearing up any misconceptions, but also practicing speaking in front of an audience. Um, let's see, wouldn't people's minds change if they were proper satanic representation in movies and TVs? Probably not. No, I, I don't think they would, Kate. I think, I think you have the right idea there. And I think it's because, and I think there was actually an old um, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, TV series that was made where he was um, this devil or Satanist or devil's avenger or something. I didn't watch the whole thing. I can't remember it very well, but I believe he was supposed to be the good guy in the series. And so it kind of tanked because it fought against the understanding that the collective world has that Satanists are the bad guys. And so now we have movies, you know, series like Lucifer that I don't know, I haven't watched it, but it seems to portray him in sort of an endearing bad guy way and not like a sinister, you know, truly evil way. And so I, I do think the tone, the, the cultural tone is shifting a little bit. But again, that means that you're going to have these add-on groups, these, these green-eyed hamsters, these political activist um, stunt coordinators coming onto the scene and trying to claim Satanism for their own as well. Muddying up the definition even more. So even that doesn't really help. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So um, I want to talk a little bit about different ways that we can honestly approach this. And I'm stealing all of this from my greater satanic conversation diatribe back in the day. And it's that Satanism can only truly be seen as something that it is not if we allow it to happen. And that's really what it comes down to. So I have friends who are advocates of Satanism because they know me and they know how I represent myself, the views that I have and share with them, and the truth about Satanism because I've shared it with my pers personal close friends. And so when other people are talking about it, they feel comfortable enough because they know what it actually is to correct those people on our behalf. So if you feel comfortable with those around you, knowing that you're a Satanist, and not everyone can, and I understand and respect that, there are no martyrs in Satanism. If you feel comfortable sharing that part of you and maybe clearing up misconceptions on a personal level, I think that's a great way to do it. Allow others to be advocates on your behalf when you are not there. Now, another way of doing that exact same thing is lying and pretending that you're not a Satanist and just saying, hey, I have a friend who happens to be a Satanist and what you're saying is wrong. This is actually what Satanism is. It was started by the Church of Satan and it is only one religion. That's it. It was never a religion before that. You can really clear up every single point without outing yourself. Again, if you feel comfortable. Another way is just embodying this religion. If you are out there and people know that you're Satanist, act like a grown-ass adult. Don't act like a stupid kid like people expect a Satanist to be. Those teenage hellions who live in their parents' basements and play the devil's game <laughs> and, uh, you know, kill animals and shit. Act respectful in society to other people. And once they find out that you're a Satanist, without you ever having to say anything about it, they will immediately 
see it as you rather than the bullshit lies that other people are saying. It's just something that you can't help as an individual. You relate topics to those who you know also are connected to those topics. You ascribe authority to it in that way. Um, so representing yourself professionally and positively is the best way of correcting it if people know that you're a Satanist. Uh, again, if they don't, correct them anonymously or tell your close friends and they'll correct them. But even more so online. And here's one that drives me crazy. There should never be a forum where it is confused what Satanism is. If there's a social media site that is constantly spreading lies and misinformation, provide links to actual truth. Provide quotes to actual truth, to text, to pages in a physical book that exists in the real world that people can actually reference. You don't even have to use your real fucking name. Use a pseudonym. I know Satanists who've never used their real name in, in public circles, online or off, when they're uh, connecting themselves to Satanism. They only use pseudonyms. So that's okay. But you should never, in my personal opinion, as a Satanist, allow a lie to continue that is connected with Satanism. Because that emboldens and enables every Satanic conspiracy to continue. Because the fact is, is we have evidence on our side. We have historical precedence on our side. We have reality on our side. Conspiracies don't. At all. They just have little dashes, which started the conspiracy in the first place. And insanity, which fuels it. We can change the conversation. Completely. Um, that's kind of all I got. <laughs> I feel like this would have been longer if I had someone to bounce off ideas and stuff. Um, but unfortunately, that's not going to happen because <laughs> we've uh, we've reached our, our time limit here. Thank you, guys. Uh, if you have any suggestions about interesting conspiracy theories uh, about Satanism that I hadn't mentioned already... Uh, that I should look into. I'm totally open to those. Uh, if you have any examples of you correcting misinformation or straight up lies, I'd, I'd, I'd read through it. I think that's interesting stuff. Um, but again, you can put that in the description of the video below because the truth is, is that this video is going to be watched by Christians and conspiracy theorists and it's going to be poured over and they're going to be examining uh, how I say things and trying to pull different meanings out of it because that's what conspiracy theorists do. So the more people in the chat and in the uh, comments of the video that are clarifying reality, the better. So if you see something pop up later, take it upon yourself or, or let me know and I'll correct it as well. The truth is, is we all, as Satanists, I believe, have a responsibility to make sure that our religion does not get turned into a fucking joke or a criminal enterprise in other people's eyes. The fact is, is I don't care if they actually know the truth. I just want to make sure that they don't believe the lies. Because ultimately, it affects every single one of us who end up going out and saying, I'm a Satanist. Because if only lies, lies are out there, as soon as you say you're a Satanist, they're going to think those lies about you. And when you act and show your ass in the public as a Satanist, that is going to be colored to every other Satanist out there that they meet that watch you do it. So use it as a cue. Not that cue. <laughs> to act responsibly don't be an asshat and correct the blatant lies, just like Satanists have been doing from the beginning of the Church of Satan when you see them. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope it was somewhat entertaining. Um, I really do appreciate it. Thank you guys for coming to the chat room. That makes it so much more interesting, um, so much better for me, certainly, in producing it. And uh, I hope you can tune in next time. I'll, I'll try to get my co-host on for another episode uh, another time. Have a fantastic day. And until we can speak of the devil again, hail Satan. <laughs>